Here's a thought. I think as an entrepreneur, you need the stability of some sort of structure. Mm. I think it has to be certain people. I think it's certain ways of living. I think it's even the way you wake up and what you do in the morning. You know, the way you take some exercise. I think yeah. you've got to have some sort of substructure there. Yeah. Because after that, everything is chaos, frankly. Mm. And that actually is fine because that is where you find the possibilities. Welcome to Push To Be More with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. This is a show that talks about the stuff that makes life work. And to help us do just that, I am chatting with my very great friend and guest today, Simon O'Shaughnessy, all the way from the other side of the world. We're going to be talking about life as a perpetual entrepreneur, the importance of your core values and making meaning amongst other things, I have no doubt. Now, the notes and transcripts from our conversation uh, will be available on the website, pushtobemore.com. Also, whilst you're there on the website, you can sign up for our newsletter. And each week we will email you the links from the show, the notes, they all get sent straight to your inbox automatically. It's totally free uh, and so make sure you sign up for that. Now this episode is brought to you by Orion Media which helps entrepreneurs and business leaders set up and run their own successful podcast. You know what, Chief? Uh, I just say, by the way, let me just say, clarify. When I say Chief, I mean Simon. I've always called him Chief. You'll find out why. Uh, you know what? I've found running my own podcast to be super, super rewarding. It opens doors to amazing people like nothing else I've seen. I've built networks, made friends, and had a platform to champion my customers, my team, and my suppliers. And I think just about Every entrepreneur or business leader should have a podcast because it has had a huge impact on my own business. Of course, that sounds great in theory, but in reality, there's the whole problem of setup, distribution, getting the tech right, knowing what the right podcast strategy is, and so on and so forth. You see, I love to talk. I know I do. It, it obviously goes without saying, uh, but, I, but I don't like all the other stuff. Uh, so Orion Media takes it all all off my plate. I do what I love, talking, and they take care of the rest brilliantly. So if you're wondering if a podcast is good for your marketing strategy and for your business, why not connect with them at orionmedia.com. That's A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. We will, of course, link to them on our podcast website as well, and the link will be in the show notes if you're signed up to the email. So thank you, Orion Media, for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, and that's that's Check that, check that out. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Simon. Now, Simon has spent <laughs> over 40 years of creating and delivering projects and figuring out this whole entrepreneurial thing. Uh, he started out life as a dentist, moved into the sunbed industry, which is when I started working for him, and eventually the health spa game, uh, he sold it all and moved to New Zealand. Now he creates change and development in people's lives and their businesses with one-to-one -one coaching and mentoring. He's also ironically come full circle he's been doing a lot of short-term change assignments uh, in the health sector so he started out as a dentist and now he runs kind of medical practices in new zealand uh so simon welcome to the show great to have you here thanks for joining me i'm really excited about this episode by the way <laughs> thank you Matt. was that automatic magically a few minutes ago yeah yeah yeah. Sure heard you say yeah automatically it comes automatically it's such a great word isn't it 
automatically it, it sounds like most of my career <laughs> <laughs> yeah automatically i'm not quite sure how we got here but here we are yeah. <laughs> you should put it on your business cards uh automatically. Yes, auto, 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 it doesn't doesn't go down well with the linear people <laughs> which, which which actually bizarrely before you ask a question i think is always the confrontation between an entrepreneur and, yeah. and business in the um you know, entrepreneurs, and I suppose I am one because I seem to keep doing stuff. <laughs> you, you can't uh, escape. You know, and, and, and someone asked me the other day, you know, is it always original? And I thought, oh, embarrassingly, it probably is. Yeah. You know, I've got the idea from somewhere. I've synergized something together. But actually, in the end of the day, the output is original, mm. which, which, sound, which sounds sort of a bit posy, really. But I think that is what entrepreneurs do. They, they mm. sort of create something, a step, yeah. that actually suddenly changes an industry or a product mm. or, or, or something like that. But, gosh, they, they're not liked by the establishment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nor promoted, I feel. No, no. I mean, I, I always remember, I mean, if I was thinking back to early days, it was a long time ago, you know, the things you remember are calls from the bank, like, you know, when will we expect more funds, Mr. O'Shaughnessy? <laughs> you know, very, very annoying questions like that for an entrepreneur yeah. who's, you know, surely things just carry on. You know? Have I got to have structure? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, What's that all about? Yeah. So I, I, um, I think the more I think about it, the more my life has been about actually protecting that sense of self that that, mm. that individual person mm. that tends to want to do this and um i'm on a creativity course at the moment which is bizarre which is a wonderful course with about 60 people internationally and, and most of it work is done early morning because people are in different time zones yeah but a lot of what i'm hearing in the creativity course is just the same as i think being an entrepreneur um, you know, th th these amazing people are making <laughs> golden kangaroos in Australia and, you know, are stand-up comics in New York and, and, and writers and all sorts yeah. of things. But actually, the process is very similar, which is um, rooted in confidence that you mm. are okay, despite. And, and, and most people will chip away to make you fit a shape fit a box and it's i think as an entrepreneur it's very difficult to accept there is a box yeah you you don't you don't think it's not that you're being posy i'll reverse that comment and it's more you just don't think in terms of boxes mm. you, you you don't think in terms of being contained there's always possibility um there's always a chance to make something different somewhere mm. and so you you sort of you sort of wrestle with that hope um, and, and you have to actually learn quite a lot of resilience to deal with the naysayers, the structurists, and then you need to learn to work with them and act, because you can't do it all. I mean, that's mm. the other classic thing I think um, you can see in entrepreneurism is, is this naivety 
to believe that because it's your idea, you should be able to deliver everything. Yeah. And, and, and I think that is small thinking and usually doomed to failure quite quickly. Yeah. It, I, I get that because, yeah, I, I do yeah. get that. Um, that. That sort of thinking which says, you know what, I have this idea, I know what I'm doing, therefore I'm going to go ahead and do it. And actually part of the part of the thing that I've had to learn over the years is actually letting go of that and, and letting people loose and, and bringing other people in and, and helping champion their cause, you know. And that's not easy to do. Uh, no. I, I, I don't think it's particularly easy to do. I think part of it is ego um part of it is um actually at this particular point in time i think i could probably do a better job and so it's easier for me to do it than it is to <laughs> let you loose you know and, and train you and go yes. through all that pain um there are lots of reasons aren't there and it's it's a really interesting one have you have you had to wrestle with that yourself through these sort of 40 years. <laughs> I, I, I was sort of thinking again, you know, for this podcast about my early life, and I think you're so um, blasé and <laughs> unconnected. <laughs> Actually, if mm. you know, seriously, I think so I was certainly so unconnected. Mm. I think I knew I had this sense. I think this is the other strange thing about being an entrepreneur. You, you, your core senses are probably intuitive. Yeah, you know, you you you've probably got a skill set somewhere. You know, mine was sciences and 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 understanding holistic principles. Mm. You know, that actually that that living things didn't actually work sequentially. So I think my basis underneath it was this sort of belief anyway that things would evolve, which mm. is probably quite helpful um, to being an entrepreneur. Um, so I don't think I don't think I fought with it. I think I fought with it more later in life. <laughs> I mean, a very good friend of mine. I've just got this recent gig to to help sort out quite a complicated medical centre that's mm. fallen apart. And when I was talking to one of my best friends, she said to me, she "said uh, just a question." <laughs> she said, "Yeah, have you got anyone to sort the detail out for you?" <laughs> <laughs> and and I thought, I thought, bless her, she knows me so well mm -hmm. that actually, you know, uh, <coughs> detail. Oh, right. Yeah. What's you know, that? <laughs> what's that? You know, uh, I mean, I mean, I can read the spreadsheet. I can read a profit and loss. Mm. You know, I know, but but am I interested? Not really. No. <laughs> not, Does not it drive really, you? I no, know. not really. No, not really. Um, I think one of the most helpful things I did, and I wish I'd done it many years younger was actually a really good personality profile and um, when when i did i did an hbdi one which is nice because it's got colors and it's got shapes it's in, uh, always helps right? always helps yes not a lot of words you know it was it was actually quite helpful and um when when i did that about oh, i think about 2002 2003 and um my profile was so um, empathetic, creative, yeah. and so processed and detailed mm. and analytical. Um, I mean, the, the, the examiner, the profiler, only said one thing to me. He said, look at that. He said, that's world class. Do more. And yeah. I think that was the most powerful thing I've ever heard. Do more. It almost gave me permission yeah. you know, to sort of be myself. Yeah. But equally, 
I showed it to my daughter who, who, who has got psychology and she looked at it and went, oh, Dad, Dad, you just don't care, do you? And this, was, <laughs> and this, this, this was the other side of it. Yeah. I mean, she, she was laughing too, um, which I suppose if I tumble forward here with you, Matt, that goes on to having the right people with you. Yeah. You know, this is learning curve is to understand as an entrepreneur you are not a superhero mm -hmm. you have got a special set of skills which will take you somewhere in life but you blooming well need the rest of the people around you to make yeah. something of it and yeah. i think that profiling i mean if i'd seen that before i started dentistry <laughs> I wouldn't have been a dentist. Would you have did? <laughs> I was going to say, you wouldn't have gone. There's just, there's just not. No, 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 I'd be like, well, Matt, what, what sort of colour teeth would you like to do? <laughs> that, would look, that would look great. <laughs> do you want to keep your teeth in your mouth? I don't know. Do you want to move them out? They don't need to be there if you don't want them. There, there, are, there are other concepts and possibilities, you know. I mean, it's not the sort of person you want to see as a dentist, is it? Yeah. Or, you know, or bless them, the people I deal with mostly now, the doctors, I mean, amazing people that have a skill that actually works through process and analysis and logic mm. and has, you know, enough empathy to be with you, but not to be lost in you. Mm. And then actually creates, you know, this is the journey we'll go on. I mean, that's what you want yeah. when you see that sort of person. Yeah. Um, it's unlikely you'll get that with most entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, they, they might think, by the way, that they can do it all. You know, they have this, because you sort of can adapt. I, yeah. I know I can adapt. You know, if you force me to look at an Excel spreadsheet or, or do something in numbers or something like that, yes, no, I can do it. Mm. Do I enjoy it? No. Am I really good at it? No. No. I mean, there are people I usually try and have around me that just can do it and love it. Yeah, and that makes life better. So perhaps that's the other thing, team, finding a team and actually being able to collaborate, I think are essential features of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think the, the longer I do this game, the more I realize actually as an entrepreneur, um, my skills need to lie in one, having not necessarily a clear vision, but at least some understanding of where I want to go to, of what the future looks like. And and galvanizing a team to join me on that journey and in some respects yeah. to take me on that journey uh, and, and focusing more and more on team and less and less on um you know the other stuff seems to pay dividends but i i didn't know that 20 years ago no i don't think being an entrepreneur entrepreneur is an individualistic sport mm. you know i mean I, I, I played rugby, but I wasn't interested. I ended up on the squash court because I liked it, because it was me, you know? So there was always that, there, there is this strong individualistic drive going on in an entrepreneur, but absolute folly if you think that will take you consistently on through the way. You'll yeah. crash and burn somewhere because yeah. actually um, the pressure, I think the pressure is quite high being an entrepreneur, I think I think your resilience has to be very good, and I yeah. think you have to know yourself very well. Um, what do you um, What do you mean when you, you use this word resilience a couple of times now? What do you What do you mm. understand by mm. that word? Mm. 
I, I think there's a classic definition, isn't it, that, that you, you overcome the, the, the turbulence of the day, you know. Mm. Um, but I, I, I think it's deeper than that. I think it starts in a, in a core sense of knowing. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not something that happens over, you know, you can't read a book on resilience and go, da, da, I'm, da, resilient. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm resilient, you know, um, you, you can get some ideas, mm. but resi resilience is found um, under pressure, isn't it? Mm. You know, pressure comes and you find um, your resilience. I, I'm watching at the moment, um, Patty's got me to watch uh, Limitless. Ah, with Chris Hemsworth. I was literally watching that earlier on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching the I, fasting I, one. I, I don't normally go for programs like that, mm. but I started watching and I thought, oh, this is interesting. This is this is a man teaching himself resilience. Mm. You know, I mean, I just watched him do an Arctic swim. Yeah. Where, you know, he had to halfway through, because he, he was dying halfway through. Mm. That was that was a death spin in the water. Mm. Um he had to put his mind back in to the frame of what he was told by the expert. Mm. And that's, that's resilience mm. because he actually adopted a different line of thinking that actually allowed him to move forward past where he was into, into success in this case. So I think, I think resilience sort of looks like that mm. to me. Um, I think, I think for me, it also is, is being able to deal with volume. Um, I mean, at the moment, being a, if you like, an administrative manager, leader of a practice, mm. um, or practice, you get bombarded. Um, you know, no, no one comes and goes. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not interested who you are. It's mm. like solve my problems, yeah. fix, fix this for me now, and so you'll literally get five people in a row asking for something to be fixed, yeah. you know? So I think you've got to be able to cope with that as an entrepreneur as well. Mm. You know, there are multiple parts moving. Um, so, some of them you're not quite sure why they're moving, but it seems a good <laughs> idea, you know? I'm sure it will end up somewhere, you know? Um, yeah. Which is back to, back to my holistic idea that actually you've got to allow this, this ambiguity going on if, if something's going to be created it won't all add up you know um, and there'll be stuff happening and you've got to have a mind a resilience yeah. of mind that that's that yeah and that that's not that's not true of everyone some people will find it really annoying yeah you know and a person will go well let's fix that and then let's mm. fix this and let's fix that um, I mean, the most linear I've ever been, you know, because if I had my desk when we worked together, you know, yeah. I had one pile over here and that pile would end up over here. <laughs> so I knew I'd done that pile or whatever yeah. it was. To, I mean, that was me attempting to actually be methodical mm. and linear because I didn't want to upset the people around me. <laughs> and things were going to get progressed in the time yeah. scale that they need. Yeah. But, but my mind isn't like that. Um, my my thinking process isn't like that. My and I I have a tolerance for ambiguity, mm. which allows me to have multiple things just there, and 
and I'm not too bothered about it because eventually something will come forward and fit. Yeah. Do you um, do you find then with that? Because I, I get what you mean when you walk into the office and everyone says, right, here's my problem. I need a solution for this, 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 and this. And you're like, well, hang, whoa, whoa, steady on, Tiger. And um, I remember uh, a couple of months ago, you'll remember this story. We um, Sharon had a breast cancer scan. And um, I remember this was, it was quite an interesting time for us, obviously, uh, as a husband and a wife dealing with this concept. Mm. Uh, the first time we had to deal with it. And what was interesting to me was it was really the first time in a while that I'd noticed that the first thing people do when they see you is go, right, how, how, I need something from you, you and try and suck something out of you. And at that particular point in time, I just needed someone to put their, their hand up and go, Matt, how are you doing? Do you know what I mean? And it was that kind of, and it, and it felt in some respects a little bit isolated and a little bit lonely. But fortunately, I have people that I can talk to. I, we chat regularly, you know, I've got a good friend, Tony, and, and stuff over here that I chat to. And so I, it just, it, it was a really interesting point for me to notice that actually when you're a leader, when you're the entrepreneur, when you're the person at the top of the pyramid, maybe at the bottom of the pyramid, if we invert it, maybe that's a conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, wherever you are in the hierarchy, it's very difficult, I think, for those that you lead to ask you how you're doing and for you to be vulnerable and say, oh, this is how I'm doing, right? I don't know if you have found that um, in your entrepreneurial walk. And so if so, how have you built this resilience? Have you had people to talk to? Hmm. I, I was actually in the back of my mind thinking about leadership, you know, and I think, I think this is probably where I'm going at the moment with this to answer your question. Um, I, th I think part of being an entrepreneur is learning to be a leader. Mm. And a leader is, is, is not the old idea of a leader that is mm. untouchable and that has got all the answers. Um, it's, it's actually someone that works or is prepared to work in the front line, mm. um, that understands what the real problems are. And, and has enough capacity to actually take on other people and mm. other people's problems. But somewhere in that, for me anyway, there is the spark and the joy, mm. you know? So, I mean, I had a heavy day yesterday with all sorts of stuff happening, but the joy was in two or three distinct moments, which, which could have gone pear-shaped, mm. but actually ended up, you know, I mean, one, delightfully with an older lady was a hug you know and she said at the end of this very difficult conversation she said oh she said um, what if we could I, I, I wouldn't mind a hug <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, I mean I mean I was already there mm. I, I thought she, she had been brilliant mm. and I thought she had cut with a really difficult situation so so I think for me I find the sustenance in in, in in people, I mean, mm. my core values are, are, are change, creativity, and people. Mm. Um, and and I have got a number of people that I will really open up to, yeah, and have conversations with. Um, you know, as as a couple, we've always had one couple 
over years, which would bizarrely now in New Zealand as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, if we wanted to go and see someone, we would go and see them. Mm. And we would perhaps only see them once a year, you know, because they live a little way away. But I mean, we're there straight away. Mm. So I, th I think we've all got to have that. But I think, I think for me, part of my resilience is day to day enjoyment of people. You yeah. Know? Um, and, and you go, oh, oh, that was that was wonderful. We touched, you know, we, we've dealt with something difficult. We've worked through it. We've been human and we've been normal. Mm. And that that, that works. Um, I mean, I couldn't be an entrepreneur that was just locked up in a room with a computer. I, I, I just go nuts. Um, the I mean, new modern entrepreneur. Ask, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, as 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 you know, up north, and you know, it was quite rural. I don't know why we bought this house that was rural. Oh, it was stunning, it. and it was beautiful, and the location was phenomenal. I can see why you fell yeah. in love with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you thought about it, I'm going. It wasn't so... practical, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, not practical at all. But there you go. That's that's the life of entrepreneurs. Sometimes <laughs> isn't it like that? Let's do that. Let's see what we can create. Um, so lovely, a joy. But also, you know, sheep and cows. Yeah. You know, no people. Or if, or if you did meet people, they were, how are you today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea, isn't it? What do you think of this? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so not exactly sort of in-depth help for yourself. Yeah. And after after two or three days, I mean, Patty used to look at me and go, go and find some people, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Could you, could you go away for a day and go and find some people? You know? yeah. Because because actually that for me is is, is the sustenance. Mm. You know that that makes the difference. Um, I think I think that's why. Well, my background, as I said to you, is 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 biochemistry and and organics and things like that. So I think I've always thought holistically, mm. and I've always thought there has to be human value somewhere. Yeah. For me, anything I create, mm. you know, it has to change, and you know, it has to be something that someone goes, "Wow, look, I want to do that." But it's it's that sort of part of it that becomes mm. interesting. Um, of course, once that happens, I'm bored, and <laughs> <laughs> we need the next thing. But how did you? You see, it's interesting you say that, right? And you, and you talk about it has to be this and it has to be that for me to, to be interested. And then once it's done, it's bored. I don't, you didn't start off your entrepreneurial journey knowing that, I'm assuming. And it took a little bit of space and time to work that out. So how did you, how did you, I guess, in some respects, start to understand that? How did you figure out your core values and this is what made you tick? You know, what was that journey like? Mm -hmm. I had a couple of people to help me. One, one was actually a very unusual man who um, was semiotic specialist. That, mm. That's the person that creates the signs and ambience in, in say, a shop. Mm -hmm. So when you walk into an Apple shop, you know it's an Apple shop because everything is set out and engineered for the interactions that they mm. want in that shop. So it's very cleverly designed. Mm. and. and we went off for a period of time and we thought, well, can you do that to people? Can you actually find the, the buttons, the things that are important, that, that if you will, their brand, I mm. suppose. Um, 
because we do have a brand mm. um, but quite distinctly and actually to um, enjoy that brand is I think part of being resilient mm. as an entrepreneur um, so you, you're always t you always take the mickey out of me you know I'm always wearing Ted Baker you know I mean you could probably tell me the brand of shoes I'm wearing don't say it <laughs> you know and things like that right now because you know mm -hmm. that there are certain things that I do and it's it's not it's not posy it's actually part of me mm. to be definitive and delineated mm. and it actually stops thinking about it again you know yeah. because I I need <clears throat> here's a thought I think as an entrepreneur you need the stability of some sort of structure mm. I think it has to be certain people I think it's certain ways of living I think it's even the way you wake up and what you do in the morning, you know, the way you take some exercise. I think yeah. you've got to have some sort of substructure there. Yeah. Because after that, everything is chaos, frankly. Mm. And that actually is fine because that is where you find the possibilities. Now, I didn't know any of that when I started, I mean, I mm. just, just thought, well, that's a good idea. Let's have a go at that. You know, I'm sure that will work, you know, and, and you know, probably been luckier to get successes rather than failures, mm. but then, you know, and again, you deliver a real dozo, you know, you go, <laughs> well, looks nice. It has the framework that could have worked, yeah. you know, and there's probably a lot of you in it, but you go, yeah, but no cigar. No, yeah. no, no one's interested, you know, and then you go, well, okay, that's fine. It's not a big problem and you move on. Mm. Um, going back, I think, to what you asked a little bit clearer. Did I know there was this sort of churn, yes, mm. going on? No, no, it, it's, I'm very lucky to be married to a woman that copes with it and actually hasn't got a prop. She actually sees it as excitement, as adventure. Mm. You know, so, so, you know, we've been lived in so many different places, so many different houses, and we've, we've made decisions, you know, you sit in bed at night and you, you sort of say, I've been thinking about New Zealand. Hmm. I've been thinking about New Zealand too, you know, mm. and re really you're halfway down the, the flight path yeah. to leaving, yeah. you know, because it was already there. But I think you've got to be very lucky to be with someone like that. I mean, I remember when we came to live to Liverpool, mm. that literally was a time conversation. And, 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 and I said, oh, look, I've been thinking about this love. What do you think? And, and, and she just burst into tears and she said, I've been thinking about it too, <laughs> you know, and that it was like, I didn't want to think about it, but I have been thinking about it mm. and actually mm. I, I know that you know that I know that we should come. Yeah. Right? And it will be a major shift. We'll leave our business behind, which is not such a clever thing to do when you've got shops and things like that. You go, oh, let's, let's move 172 miles away. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll be fine. That'll work. It'll before be the internet, yeah, before mobile phones, it'll be fine. Yes, yes. The card index will still work fine. I think we had a fax machine. We did have a fax machine. You did, shortly yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. That, that was a, that was a. I remember walking machine. into your house actually, um, 
the first time and, and seeing the fax machine and going, ooh, they've got a fax oh, machine. Yes. A shine, shiny. Right. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and the buttons go. Dee, 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 dee. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what we do. Yeah. We really like the buttons. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Half the audience listens to this podcast are going, bloody hell, was a fax yes, machine. <laughs> so, you know, I tell you, someone that still has faxes, medical practices. Really? It, oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. I, stunningly. When I walked into this medical practice a few pre-COVID, there were these great, chunky, expensive fax machines. And it's because they thought they were the only secure way to send information. Mm. So they sent it down the fax line. I mean, that that's thats all changed now because we don't want paper. Mm. You know, we don't want to touch things. We do things electronically. But the, they didn't want to change. It's fascinating, because isn't it? We, tr we trust the fax machine. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. Mm. Really interesting. So you've you went on this journey then of figuring out your core values. You worked with this guy um, where you you sort of did this. Can we figure out this with with people? What were some of the things that you discovered in that process? I think when we say core values, I think these are these um, parts of you that you you end up going. But it, but it is. It's, mm. it's important. You, you know, if you have a discussion with someone and you get them to a point of identifying a, a value, a true core value, it, you cannot, in the end, explain why. Mm. It just it is. Mm. And I think, I think that because we have lots of values, don't we? And our values mm. almost change mm. when we do, when we interact in different ways. You know, but the core values are, are like the pillars of your personality and you know i've walked out of jobs literally because i can't be creative mm. i just said I'm, so, I'm sorry i can't do anymore i can't be creative i need to leave mm. and i, I usually <laughs> i usually these days program that in advance yeah to give them more learn that you know, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, i'm about to tell this latest group that you know i won't last much past july mm. which would be a shock Mm. because you know the contracts for a certain period of time but i i know past july i would have got through what i can do mm. and actually i need to hand the button on so so i think i think discovering your core values and there's lot i mean there's lots of processes people can look it up on the internet you can go through things you can choose words you know there, there's mm. systems but i think mm. to, to get to an understanding of of where your meaning is yeah these are making parts of you and and then to notice when things go wrong because one way to really see a core value is to is to see when actually it's impinged yeah you know so so if you i creativity i've just told you about you know mm. i've got to go why mm. can't make stuff any longer yeah you know or i can't change anything anymore mm. i've changed as much as i can mm. and i think i begin to know when i should stop changing things for the sake yeah. of it yes yeah. because you can go you know i go no actually that's enough yeah you know i need need to hand over to someone else or um you know perhaps perhaps the people element dies to a certain extent in the sense that you um you can never quite get any further with with these people you've done an exchange 
mm. in honor with everyone, but actually get to a point going, I, I, I can't do any more, you know, that there's no more spark. Um, these, these, these are quite hard things because it yeah. sounds like you can be quite callous and, mm. and, and I'm not callous at all, but I, you do get to points. I, I found it particularly in coaching actually. Um, you know, I coached a lot of people. I think mm. for some years I was coaching somewhere around 35 to 40 people a month, mm. you know, for two hour sessions. So it was pretty intense. It's pretty intense, yeah. One, one to ones with people. Um, mm. And these were all C suite people. Mm. So, you know, some big CEOs and also a lot of sort of number two general managers, stunning people. I mean, I was mm. just in awe of some of the ways they ran their business. I had so mm. much I could learn. But every now and again, you know, you started engaging with someone and after about four or five sessions, you thought, no, I can't do anything here. Mm. The, 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 the fit is not for me. Mm. Um, you know, they're great. They need to go off on their own, but but I need to get out of this gig. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm fairly clear now about that as well. Um, so people are essential like we've talked about, mm. I understand as an entrepreneur, I cannot do it by myself, mm -hmm. but I have to lead because that's part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I have to learn to delegate and I absolutely need and thrive off of people. Mm. But there's also a point where for your own self sake, this core, which is where everything is built upon, you've got to move on. Yeah. Um, and and um, you don't do it callously, mm. you do it graciously, um, but it's actually essential. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah. So for you then, um, it sounds like one of the things that you would, one of the things that's important to you to fill your tank is just being around people. People sort of fill your tank, right? That's how you sort of recharge your yes. batteries. Um, and obviously you've you've had challenges to overcome, you've had to build resilience over the last however many years, 40 odd years in all the various different sectors. Understanding your core values and understanding how to be resilient is important in that section. So where do you see tomorrow? Where do you see the future going for you uh, in all of this? <laughs> well, I'm getting older and um, I, th I think I realized some of the things that I used to do, it ju just takes a little bit more effort every mm. time. Um, I, I think I love the stimulation, but you, you get to a point, you have to start thinking about what else is possible that doesn't require perhaps um, so much face-to-face, -face, yeah. so much intensity. So, so at the moment, I, I've got I mean, the reason I'm on this creativity course with these wonderful people internationally was it was a challenge, like mm. a challenge. It's something I thought was p potentially a future for me um, and something I haven't really experienced before. Yeah. I mean, writing, writing a book, creating a journal, um, you know, finding, if you will, products mm. that still go out into the world to create change and possibilities and, and allow allow other people to do their own thinking, which is which is for me essential. Yeah. You know, that's part part of my 
success, if I if you said to me what's what is success, it's seeing someone else do what they can do, mm. which would be different different, not necessarily better, but just different from me. And I find that quite exciting. Yeah. So I'm so the future for me at the moment, I'm becoming quite conscious about, you know, I shouldn't be up at six every morning in the next few years. You know, it's over 70. I might want to be a little bit, you know, more rested in the morning, take the dog for a walk, enjoy breakfast with the wife, yeah. things like that. You know, so I probably need to develop another career. Mm. And, and, and so I will. Um, does that scare you? Because you, you're, like you say, you're in your seventies, or you will be. You see, you're you're approaching seventies mm. now, aren't you? You're in that mm. decade where traditionally mm. people have gone. Well, bugger it, I'm going to go play golf for the rest of the. You know, not to <laughs> disparage those of uh, listeners who have retired. Um, I guess I can never associate the word retirement with Simon O'Shaughnessy. I just can't do it. So it would not surprise me that you would reinvent your career or yourself in your 70s and you'll probably do it with gusto and patty will be cheering you on and joining in no like no doubt like she normally is but does that scare you does that um or does that thrill you that concept both (laughs) 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 Um, i think i think if you i think if you push into anything Mm. you know it's it's got to come with um the same things that we've just talked about. I mean, it, it is it is wash and repeat. Mm. You know, it's um, anything worth doing actually requires effort. Mm. Um, someone we both know who was very successful in a worldly sense, when he was asked, you know, would you would you do it all over again? Said, oh, no, too hard. Mm. And this was towards the end of his life. And I thought that was a very telling phrase. Yeah. You know, you know, too hard. I think I think you realise how much effort you have to put in. Mm. Can you stop? No, <laughs> not really. No, not really, because it's 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 how you're wired. Mm. You know. Um, I was going to say, would you actually want to stop? I don't think you would. Would you? No, no, not really. No, I I, I mean. You know, on my my table at the moment here, there's a whole variety of stimuli, notebooks, you know, stuff going on mm. because there are there are ideas and projects, you know, somewhere in all this. And I mean, I, I like it. Mm. I, I want to play with all this stuff. I've just got to learn to play differently. Yeah. And and I, th- I think hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully that's wisdom, Matt. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. But did you not find that like I'm 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 approaching the decade of the fifties now, um, and I think my approach to life as I approach fifty is quite different to my life when I approach forty, uh, and I think that's just part of aging, isn't it? Or just part of I get wisdom, I suppose, and learning a little bit mm. about life as you go along is like how are you going to approach it? Um, so, right. I've got to the stage of the podcast where I'm going to introduce a new segment. I mentioned to you that you are, in fact, the guinea pig. Uh, we have a block of questions here, right? And um, I'm going to tell you, you're going to say stop. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to stop wherever you tell me to. And I'm going to, whatever questions on the card we're going to ask, okay? I think it's quite fun. So uh, okay. go for it. Stop. Stop right there. Okay. This is an interesting <laughs> question. So I'll hold it up to the camera if you're watching on YouTube and I'll read it out loud. It says, when do you feel lonely? Gosh, 
That's a great if question, answer, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I could I could answer that superficially, which would be in line with the interview and say obviously without people. And I've told yeah. you stories. Yeah. Yeah. If I answered it honestly, mm. and this 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 is this is I think one of the problems of being an entrepreneur, the answer is always. Okay. Yeah. And I think I think for me anyway. Holding on to everything that's going on in the end creates a little bit of separation mm. and and I, I'm aware of it uh, It's not that I particularly want it or don't want it. It's just there um, It's a bit like You know if you talk to a lot of creative people and they're being really honest there will be a moment where they admit to the old black dot, you know, depression yeah. mm. is, is some is some. They they're probably controlling it really well. Yeah, you know, but but it it is there for a creative, in my opinion. You know, mm. is that the 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 balance? Is that the opposite, the yin and the yang? If you're creative, there's there's the <clears> depression <throat> side of that as well. It seems out of all the creative people I know, I'd probably say that's the one thing they suffer with concurrently. It's like yeah. there's a tension. I don't know if that's true of everybody, but I'm, I'm just curious to know what, what you think. What, what, what is, do they suffer with it or is it part of the package? I mean, mm. and, and I think loneliness is, I think, somewhere part of the package for mm. a lot of entrepreneurial type brain sets, creatives, because actually you, you need that experience. You know, you need that understanding and breadth of empathy to do a lot of the stuff that you do. Yeah. I, mean, I, I had a, I had a <laughs> semi-argument with a psychologist on this one once, and, and she was a wonderful lady, really enjoyed talking with her. And and I said, oh, you know, the, the black dog, you know, it sits quietly in the corner most of the time. And she said to me, so, so what would it be like if we removed the black dog? And I, I was gonna fight her. I was not letting you take that black dog away. <laughs> You will not yeah. take this away. It's, hold on, it's my black dog. Yes. <laughs> you know? and, and I could see this was a, this was a non sequitur for her. Mm. You know, this was not acceptable. Mm. But I'm going, no, 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 no. I, I, I can live with that as mm. a creative. Primarily, my, my, my brain works creatively. I, I can live with it. I know where it is. And actually, pretty much now I can control it. You know? Um, I think the same is true for the loneliness. It's it's, mm. it's an aligned spirit almost that you've got to learn to recognise when it would be impairing mm. and deal with it. Um, but I think you live with it, or I do, in mm. that sort of sense. Um, and, and no amount of prodding. I mean, if you prod me, you'll just annoy me. <laughs> anyway, you know, well, come on, you know, get get with it. You know, join mm. the party. Well, I don't want to. Thanks. Yeah, I'm quite happy. <laughs> no, yeah. No. So I, I think, I think my honest answer. Great question. Yeah, I could have passed really. Good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been very dull though, had you have done. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I get that. I get that there's when the, I think if you're in some form of leadership, entrepreneurship, where you, you know some kind of leadership, it can easily be a lonely place yeah. and that's why I go back to when Sharon had the breast cancer scare I was very grateful 
for the people mm-hmm. around me that actually I could talk to and, and confide with because those um, those everybody else didn't know what to do with the news. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't, people weren't being um, difficult or rude or anything. They just no. didn't know what to no. do with it, right? No. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful for the people around me that actually just put their arm around me and just went, mm. man, that's crap. Mm. Let's walk through this, right? Mm. And I think, mm. um, so yes, I, I get actually leadership and loneliness, I think, are synonymous. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's um, it's a tricky situation if you're a leader. So you do need to create that community, right? When when we when I was running CEO groups, they they... I mean, wonderful guys, individualistic, strong personalities. I mean, you know, they'd eat your life in some ways, you know. But the, but they also said, said, do you think we ought to have a T-shirt for our group? I said, what's mm. that? He said, CEOs are humans too. <laughs> um, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I understand. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know, there are very few people we trust ourselves to talk with. Mm. But I, I desperately want to talk with you, because you are my friends, yeah. and I think I think that's that's the essential little link, mm. because most of it is not, um, is is not the team, mm. as far as you're concerned. It's leading the team. It's quite Brilliant. different. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Good question. So thank you. Yeah. Very good question. Uh, so uh, don't thank me. Thank the box of a hundred questions. <laughs> So, (laughs) as you know, this show, right, is sponsored by Ori Media, which specializes in helping good folks like yourself set up and run their own podcast. So I'm curious, right? Let's assume Simon has uh, the O'Shaughnessy podcast, the Catalyze podcast. Who is on your dream list of guests? Who's your who would you really love to have on the show to interview and why? I'll be a bit iconic and New Zealandish here. Mm. Um, during the first COVID mm. out, where things were really hitting the fan, um, out of the blue, and you guys won't know him, but there's there's a Dr. Ashley Bloomfield in New mm. Zealand, who the Director General of Health, and this is public servant who mm. stood up and actually became the face of you know, the COVID response in New Zealand. Mm. Mm. Um, he was totally brilliant. Um, in fact, I think at the end of the day, there were Ashley mugs, Ashley T-shirts. Oh, wow. You know. we, we love Ashley. I mean, you know, he just went, he went over in the nation so well that people mm. could trust him. Um, we were lucky enough because we were doing a, a, like a team session every other day in the practice, a big practice, 70, 80 people. And we just took a punt and rang him up and talked to his secretary and said, do you think Ashley would come on to our, our Teams meeting in the morning? And he said, yes. Oh, wow. So the Director General of Health ends mm. up on a little private channel talking to my group, mm. you know, one morning in the middle of our huddle. And, and I mean, he was just, he was just brilliant. Mm. And we were all in awe. In fact, one of the doctors said to me after, he said, I didn't hear a word he says. I was just so overwhelmed. But I mean, and I wished I'd asked him more questions. Mm. You know, w- w- the things that 
interested me was all the things we've talked about, but here's a man not like me, who mm. does not think like me, who has a very different background. I mean, to me, how fascinating. How totally fascinating That's really to have a yeah, yeah. with someone like that, you know? Mm. So, um, Ashley. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, when you record the episode, I'd love to hear it. Um, <laughs> that'd be brilliant. Uh, Simon, listen, <clears throat> it's very rare I call you Simon, I appreciate, uh, but I thought I'd do that for the podcast. Chief, it's been brilliant to um, catch up and have a, a conversation with you and record it, because uh, this is normally what our conversations are like, uh, and we just we just riff off of each other, which is great. Um, if people want to connect with you, if they want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Probably LinkedIn or by my email. Okay, uh, and uh, what's your email? Simon at catalyze.life. Simon at catalyze.life. And of course, you can search for Simon O'Shaughnessy on LinkedIn, and uh, you are also there, uh, quite active on LinkedIn, or at least you used to be. Do you still do the LinkedIn thing? I, I think yeah, I, I've had a bit of a pause on LinkedIn over the last you know few weeks because of mm. this new job. It's just, <laughs> just sick the life right out of you. Yeah. And... Um, and stupidly, I thought, oh, hold on, let me do this creativity course online as well, <laughs> which, which, which requires you to blog every day. And, oh, wow. You know, to, mm. to do, you know, there's three or four quite chunky questions a week as well. Mm. So that's <laughs> sat my energy. <laughs> into LinkedIn for a while. But fair enough. We'll get, we'll get yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Well, it's been brilliant, Chief. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Honestly, it's been an absolute treat. Really, really appreciate it. And no doubt we will have you back on again at some point to talk about all kinds of stuff. Something. Yes, yeah, something, I've no doubt. Uh, so that's it from Simon. Thank you for joining me. We will link to Simon's info in the show notes, which you can get for free along with the transcript uh, and all that kind of stuff at pushtobemore.com or it comes automatically to your inbox uh, if you're signed automatically if you're signed up to the newsletter <laughs> so big shout out to today's show just like sponsor that. just like just like just like that just like that <laughs> A big shout out to today's show sponsor, uh, Orion Media. If you're wondering if podcasting is a good marketing strategy for your business, do connect with them at orionmedia.com. That's A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. We will, of course, link to them uh, on the Push To Be More website, um, and it will also be in the newsletter which is automatically coming to you if you're signed up be sure to follow push to be more wherever you get your podcasts from because we've got some great conversations lined up and we don't want you to miss any of them and here's my favorite part in case no one's told you yet today dear wonderful listener uh, you are awesome yes you are it's just a burden you have got to bear simon has to bear it i have to bear it it's just the way we've been made. Uh, Push to Be More is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favourite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is Sadaf Bainon, Josh Catchpole, Estella Robin and Tim Johnson. Our theme music was written by my amazing son, Josh Edmondson. And as I mentioned, if you'd like to read the transcripts and show notes, head to the website pushtobemore.com where you can also sign up for the Automagic Weekly Newsletter and get all of this good stuff direct to your inbox totally free. That's it from me that's it from simon thank you for joining us have a fantastic week uh, i'll see you next time bye for now bye bye